During Wednesday's press conference, I think head coach Nick Sirianni had all the right things to say, but I don't think general manager Howie Roseman was questioned enough for his defensive decisions in 2023. We'll get into all that and more coming your way on this Wednesday edition of Locked on Eagles. You are Locked on Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in Eagles fans. I'm Louis DiBiase, co-host of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, Eagles content also over at Bleacher Report. He's Gino Camilleri, scouting director, Eagles content at Bleacher Report, and my co-host on today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We get into why Nick Sirianni passed his first test at the podium on Wednesday, but explain why we maybe needed to hear more from general manager Howie Roseman. Plus, are the Eagles going to bring back Vic Fangio in 2024? All that and more coming your way. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use our code in all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. So yeah, Gino, Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, they met with the media for the first time since the collapse of the 2023 season. We've heard a lot from Nick down the stretch, of course, as he meets with the media every single week. But this was the first time we really got to hear from Howie Roseman. We'll get into our takeaways from what Howie had to say. But I do think coming from a guy that, and I still believe there might be, I think there are better options for the Eagles long-term at head coach. But coming from a guy that wanted Sirianni out, I will say I do think he passed his first test at the podium. I really like what he had to say. He he really came in with an open-minded approach, especially about the offense, about bringing in fresh new ideas from different offenses around the league, maybe even from colleges as well. And that's a good thing to hear because there's a lot of coaches in the NFL, and we've seen it throughout Eagles history too. There's a lot of coaches in the past and in the present that are very bullish. They do not like to change, especially their core beliefs. And it feels like right now Nick is questioning everything, and I think that's a good thing. In the mix of what was a lot of coach speak to an extent, there was a lot of good stuff to take away from Mm -hmm. what Nick Sirianni said today. And above everything, Lou, I felt for once in the first time in the last couple of years that Nick felt vulnerable to a degree to where he almost felt like where he didn't have all the answers and he felt open like this isn't just me. I don't have all the answers. I need new ideas. Maybe the guy's that were in-house weren't giving us new ideas and Mm -hmm. we needed to make those changes. And I think those were some of the talking points that you and I had mentioned over the last couple weeks that Nick needs somebody that is going to come in and going to present them ideas that are going to mix in well with what they have to do. But Nick is open to changing a large element of what his offensive philosophy is. And you should be excited about that, that you're, offensive-minded head coach, and I would say more of a CEO head coach, is willing to take in new ideas, one, willing to move on from guys that have relationships with, I mean, heck, even the quarterback. I mean, that's partially a big reason why Brian Johnson got the job was that relationship. But if Nick Sirianni is smart enough to know 
that this is a business and you don't get many chances and that you have to be willing and open to do things like that, that vulnerability will take him farther than it will anything. And people can hate that and say, oh, he just he didn't have an answer. I thought the answer was that he doesn't have the answer and he has to be self-aware to that. Gino would be more alarming if only a few weeks after that collapse finished in Tampa Bay, that suddenly Nick came to the podium thinking he had answers for what went wrong. I think that would be insane. And that would be something that like a Chip Kelly would do. That used to bother Mm -hmm. me all the time when the Eagles would lose games in 2014 or 2015. And you could tell the offense wasn't the same like it was in a 2013 season. Chip still had this arrogance to him. Like he had all the answers and he had all the, the right ways to do things in his scheme, regardless of not having the right talent. And one thing I do like about Nick Sirianni is that vulnerability is that because again, some of this I'm sure is forced by management, Howie and Lurie, I'm sure wanted Sirianni to make aggressive changes, but Sirianni in the past on his own has been very open-minded and willing Mm -hmm. to make aggressive change, even if it doesn't benefit his own reputation. Like in, you know, it's only one key move, but you go back to 2021, he gave away play calling only halfway through his first year. Like that's a big deal. A lot of coaches know their reputation is based off of play calling. And I still wish he was the play caller or the head coach would be the play caller, but Nick thought that would help the team more. And he took the selfless approach. And I feel like that's what he did at the podium today. Like he even said at the end of the year, they got stale on the offense and he wants to mesh some of the old core beliefs that he still thinks works with new ideas. And I, I think that's very encouraging. And again, it, like you said, some of it's just coach speak. You got to see them actually do it on the football field. But I think this was a good first step. Without a doubt. And I think a lot of the coach speak was when he was just rambling on about some of the yeah. questions that he can just go he can dream, on. Like, he can drag things out. He would fit in perfectly at yours or mine any holiday that we had with Dude, our him family. and Jalen Hurts. They're the kings of filibuster. Yeah, they would just talk forever about absolutely <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, nothing. what are you talking about, man? <laughs> Even me and you, who can, we Dude, can yeah. bolt with the best of them, man. It's like, Nick, what are you saying at times? But no, I think when he did get asked those questions and they presented him with the opportunity to say, where did he want this thing to go? And I think he wants it to evolve into something that is reminiscent to some of the other good offenses around the fo- the National Football League. And to say that your offense is stale, I know that this league, it's there are definitely a lot of ego-driven decisions. For a head coach to say that, Lou, like you said, we're so used to guys like Chip Kelly, who it's like you go, you come up to the podium every week and it's like a robot. And we had Carson Wentz, who it's like, I got to be better. I got to be better. Terriani's right, right. like, oh, no, we were very bad. Like that was not good. And we have to do things. And he is right now putting his money where his mouth is because he didn't allow these guys to come back. He didn't allow anyone besides Michael Clay. Shout out Michael Clay. So sounds like he will be back. One of the only coordinators that is returning. But when it comes to the offense, I think what Nick Sirianni said today, along with what Howie Roseman said, I think a lot of what Howie said in terms of the offense was kind of what you and I have been aligned with, that it isn't going to change much. What is going to change is the person that is in charge and calling the plays. Yeah, there will be give and take here when it comes to personnel every now and then, but this thing is what it is. And that's the exact idea that you and I were saying is Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni or Jalen Hurts going to go. If anyone is going to be Nick, but it's gl- I'm glad to see that all three of them seem to be on the same page right now, which is yeah. far removed w- from what felt like a 
downright disaster in Tampa. I thought today we were going to get just complete turmoil at the podium. It seemed like That's what things I was expecting. kind of evened out a little bit with that ship. Is it 100% better? No, but it's a good direction to have it only a week removed from that failure that was Tampa Bay. Yeah, I completely agree. I will say one reason, though, it wasn't turmoil the podium. I don't know if the media did a great job. And again, a lot of the attention was going to go to Nick Sirianni because he thought he would be fired. And there's a lot of questions about what happened down the stretch. But I feel like there should have been some better questions for Howie Roseman. And we'll get into that coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. But first, we have a message from our friends over at Prize Picks. If you don't know what Prize Picks is by now, well, heck, you haven't been listening to this show. Well, welcome in and welcome to Prize Picks. It is the easiest and most user-friendly daily fantasy sports. And I put the emphasis on user-friendly because it focuses on you, the user. It's you against the Prize Picks projections. It's not like those other daily fantasy sites where you're going against thousands of entries. It's just you picking two to six players, saying are they going to have more or less than their Prize Picks projections. Right now, you can even combo with the specials leagues, the NBA and NFL. Heck, take LeBron James with Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers and receptions. You want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. Heck, you could do that too over at the community plays tab as well they have the coolest policy in daily fantasy sports their reboot policy if a player is injured in the first half and doesn't return for the second that player is rebooted they're the only daily fantasy sports site with injury insurance to get in on the action go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, use the code locked on NFL at prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, want to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Nick Sirianni, Howie Roseman, they met with the media on Wednesday at the NovaCare Complex, and Gino and I both agree that I think Nick Sirianni passed with flying colors, thought he had all the right things to say about being open-minded about the offense, but Gino, when it comes to Howie Roseman, like I don't have a lot of problems with the comments he made, and again, I do understand that most of this presser was about Nick Sirianni, the changes to his coaching staff, as you know, Brian Johnson's out, Sean Desai, Matt Patricia, but I do feel like Howie, and we talked about this last week, he has a big hand in that collapse, specifically with his decisions on defense, and they asked a little bit about his linebacker philosophy and you know some overall decisions from last year, but I just don't think they pressed him enough on specifics about last year's free agency when he was talking about it. I feel like they could have followed up with more questions about letting CGJ go or bringing back James Bradbury, not offering contracts to either linebacker. Like they didn't ask him about that. They didn't really ask him about his overall draft philosophy if it's going to change. And again, Howie probably wasn't going to give you a whole lot in that way. Um, it wasn't going to totally shred himself. But Howie's very reflective, and I thought he was getting into some good topics. And they just didn't follow up because they wanted to ask Nick so much. But for me, I just I don't know. Maybe it was just my personal preference. But I wanted to hear more from Howie about what the plan is this offseason. 
It, it was like you're at the bar and you just meet a new group of people and how he's like, oh, I want to tell you all these cool stories. But they're like, oh, no, we want to talk to Nick Sirianni. Yeah. And you were right. There were times when that linebacker thing that you brought up, he wasn't even asked about linebacker specifically. He yeah, kind he of incriminated himself. Right? himself and exactly, he's like, <laughs> man. The softball questions today for how. Yeah, they terrible. were waiting. He was waiting for that one to just get hit out of the park for somebody to be like, hey, do you want to expand and expound yeah, it on that felt linebacker? Like he got discussion? ahead of it and then nobody really pressed him on it because, you know, specifically he talked about he's like, well, both Super Bowl years, we had great linebacker play. My follow up would have been yes. But if you look at the linebackers those years, Nigel Bradham was a bridge one year mm-hmm. two year signing that wasn't a top pick last year Kazir White was a one year signing TJ Edwards was an undrafted rookie like do you expect that to be a sustainable strategy at that position right. like that's a perfect follow up question that was not given I mean we're not there we're not credentialed obviously sure. it would be cool one day like that would be sick but the guys in that locker room I think have to know what Howie Roseman is going to answer by now but I do point. think there were opportunities with that. But at the same time, Lou, we saw last year with the coordinator search, we thought it was going to be easy. There weren't a ton of questions about the overhaul, right? I mean, yeah. we kind of knew what you were going to get with Bryant Johnson and the Sean Desai thing. You knew Jonathan Gannon's moving on. Who is it going to be this year? It's like, yeah, you're going to have a whole new room. But at the same time, you're going to have a lot of personnel changes to where you could have got ahead of some of these questions as well, that where I'm with you, where it's like, okay, with that discussion at linebacker, now are you going to be chasing the rest of the league? Because he mentioned that earlier. It's like you're kind of picking from scraps, he said, when you are behind the eight ball. So I kind of would have paired those questions together. I'm with you. I think it has to boil down, and we're not trying to shame any of these guys for doing their job, but I think it boils down to what Howie Roseman has answered at past press conferences in the past where it's like, yeah, Howie, you might give a little bit, but deep down, you know, you're only going to say as much as you really want to say. And he's going to always want to be in the good graces. But I do think he said some things that held himself accountable, like bringing up that linebacker thing. I, I thought that was really good of him. I thought to I agree uh, to address that position exactly because mm-hmm. you and I have been saying that would he even think about changing that philosophy but at the same time he did go back to just saying that nicobe dean is a big part of this team moving forward and i do kind of understand i I do kind of understand some of his points like i also believe nicobe dean was going to be a good replacement for tj edwards as an every down player i thought all of us had confidence in dean who was supposed to be a day one prospect that fell to the third round and we had never seen him play last year he was basically redshirt in his rookie year so I, I totally understand that point he made, and he mentioned, you know, we thought we could bring in a good second linebacker, and we did with Zach Cunningham, but my counter to that would have been, sure, that is in theory correct, but I think it's not a safe strategy at any position to be banking on guys you're signing in August, right? Mm-hmm. And that's my thing is, I just would have liked to hear more about if his thoughts have changed about not completely tossing his philosophy out the window, but maybe for a year would you consider a linebacker in the first two rounds based on trends you've seen around the league? or not just linebacker you know everybody's so focused on linebacker but how about corner like nobody asked him about the decisions to bring Mm -hmm. back slay bradbury maddox and to not draft a corner again in the first two rounds it's now been seven years since they've done that so i know these media members only have so many questions and when they're writing stories i'm sure a lot of it has to be about sirianni but with how he's limited media availability gino i really when he's available want to hear more about his roster building especially before an offseason comes with a lot of big decisions there was one thing he said that really 
I don't know if I'm more puzzled by it, confused, okay. upset. I think I know where you're going with this, but I want to see. Dude, if I think you know. He said, if you look at the other four teams in the playoffs right now, there's probably moves that they didn't make as well that they wish they had back. And at the same time, yeah, I'm I like, no, I probably don't agree with that, Howie Roseman, because they wouldn't be in this position if they made other moves. The butterfly effect to it, right? right? But right. he kind of deflected there a little bit. But outside of that, I thought he did a good job. But at the same time, he does have his Howie Roseman quirks where he will try and spin it to where the Zach Cunningham, it's more a uh, causation does not equal correlation type right, thing that right. you kind of look, it, it's kind of like somebody giving you financial advice and there's like, they're like, I want $2,000 on a scratch off in January. And that's how I paid my bills that month. It's like, is that really sustainable? Howie Roseman? That's exactly the point. Like, yes, the end result I'm sure is fine. Like the Zach Cunningham signing was good, but the process to get there, I no, don't think is safe, even at a position on. like linebacker. So I don't know. And there were just things, you know, he talked about Nick Sirianni walked into his office a few days after Super Bowl 57. And he talked about how he was just upset that he knew they were going to lose a lot of guys in that building, which is a hundred percent correct. And you can't keep everybody. He said he knew, especially it was going to be harder to sustain the defensive side of the football compared to the offense. But I don't think you had to lose as many guys you did. And again, no. they're just my overall issues were just there weren't enough follow ups to mm -hmm. some of the mistakes I think he made this year yeah. on that side of the ball specifically. The other thing, too, and you mentioned it kind of that irked me was about the defense as well, yeah. where he's like coming in, we knew that we got the defense in a position but it right. was going to take more than just a year. I know that is, he said that before where you can't overhaul a team in just one off season, mm -hmm. but to your point, the follow-up questions could have been, well, did TJ Edwards even get <laughs> a contract? Well, that's the thing. Like, do you, like know, like, yes, was. you knew you'd probably lose a few of Hargrave, Bradbury, white Edwards, Marcus Epps, CGJ, but did you have to lose all of Everyone. them? Like that's Literally the thing is, one. the only ones you brought back were Bradbury, Cox, and Graham. It's mm -hmm. like, I don't know if that, that's something that I would add. Like, do you regret that? And so, I don't know. Again, these media guys, they only have so many questions, but I, I do feel like how he kind of got away with it a little bit on Wednesday. He's got his work cut out for him, but Nick Sirianni is still the one busy at work right now trying to fill out his coordinator and overall coaching staff. Do you know the Eagles have been interviewing some offensive coordinators, but there's a key guy on the defensive side of the ball that we know pretty well in Philadelphia that we'll get into. Could they be bringing back an old friend that's had his fingerprints and DNA over this defense for years? We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, all that and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. All right, Gino, let's get into some coordinator updates here for the Philadelphia Eagles, who have let Brian Johnson go on offense. Sean Desai is out. Matt Patricia's out. Nick Sirianni's got to fill this staff up. 
And uh, there's been some names on offense we know, although I hate this idea. Cliff Kingsbury is set to interview with the Eagles. Um, Not a big fan of that. But I do like that today they are setting up an interview with Gerard Johnson, the Houston Texans quarterback coach, who we actually mentioned last week would be maybe a good idea to bring on this staff, a guy that was key in helping C.J. Stroud have maybe the best rookie year ever. But on defense, it's interesting. Like We knew they were interested in Ron Rivera, uh, uh, Wink Martindale, but... Gino, I want to get your thoughts because Vic Fangio was just let go of the Miami Dolphins, and we know he was a consultant last year with Philly. We know that if Jonathan Gannon didn't screw this team over, Fangio might have accepted a position in Philly as the D.C. instead of Miami. A lot of their coaches they've had are Fangio staples. Do you like the idea of just bringing Fangio in like they wanted to last year, or are we trying to completely get away from that overall defensive philosophy? It was funny because as I was – going into the gym where I was waiting to watch the press conference on the treadmill. And of course it was late. So I had to extend my workout, which was thanks. Howie Roseman. Like I was way too (laughs) hungry. Making Gino grind even more. Yeah. But I was thinking, I'm like, wow, the whole Vic Fangio tree has been basically eliminated this off season. If you think about it, Brandon Staley is gone. You look at Sean Desai. I mean, go down the list. Those guys have been fired. And I was thinking besides Vic Fangio, then comes the press conference, and I don't know. It might have been Zach Berman or one of the reporters in there said, uh, there's a report now that says that Vic Fangio has been fired from the Miami Dolphins, yeah. and my jaw literally dropped. And I said, there's no way that in this offseason, when they want to qu- quite literally kill this cover six defense, you bring in the godfather of cover six and get quite literally the obi-wan kenobi but i'm scared it's like they've never had obi-wan so maybe they say with the actual guy that no like that birthed out this scheme we can make this work and i hope that's not their logic yeah you know i want them to be a much more aggressive defense and i don't feel like that's the move of fangio's here he did have good numbers when it comes to uh, putting together pressure and scheming up pressure which would be good I don't know if Nick Sirianni would want to continue to go down that road. It would be mm. intriguing, but at the same time, he has done it successfully in multiple different places. I think it would be interesting to see how he would push the envelope in some areas when it came to personnel, because yeah. in that defense, you need very good safety play. You need linebackers that can play all over the football field. How Which is hilarious. How he had the same defense. And it's like, you think they would know that, but no, quite literally not. But at the same time, it did seem like destiny for him to be the Eagles coordinator once Gannon left. Right. And then we knew what happened with that situation. At the same time, what are the other options? Are you going to go down the youth option and try and get somebody creative like a Jim Leonard from go down the college route? pick him out longtime Wisconsin defensive coordinator now at Illinois, or do you want to go down the wink Martindale? Ron Rivera has been there the longest been around. People know what their defense is. If I were to do that, I would have to pick Vic Fangio out of all of them, to I be honest agree. with you. Yeah. If, I don't if that's think, my, if those are my choices, Gino, I'd, I'd go Fangio too. I think you aren't going to have to change personnel all too much you're going to have to make some adjustments but at the same time a lot of the principles that you tried to run with last year you can get through with those guys that you currently have but at the same time do teams already know how to beat you because of that it's a it's a very give and take type of discussion 
I think it would be cool to have the guy who quite literally founded this cover six defense that you were trying to have and has had success. But at the same time, the NFL seems to have figured this thing out. That's why these coordinators are getting fired, man. Yeah. Like Staley's gone. Desai's gone. These guys are getting fired left and right from the Fanjo tree. And he, he just got fired today. He just got fired. And that's the thing, Gino, is Howie Roseman today talked about not being reactive and not following other teams and trying to stay ahead of the curve. He said when they've made Super Bowls, they were ahead of the curve. I feel like if you kind of stick with this type of defensive scheme and go with the godfather of it in Vic Fangio, as you mentioned, the NFL, they're figuring this out more and more. Mm-hmm. I want to stay ahead of the curve on defense and try something different. I don't know. That's just my feeling. Overall, I, I have a certain idea of what I want my defense to be. That doesn't mean that's what always works. But I just, I would, I personally would want to change. And does that mean I would have Ron Rivera be the guy over him? Probably not, as you said. Like, compared to the the names we're hearing, I like Vic Fangio, but I would hope that the search is a little more extensive than the names that we're hearing. I think so. I think you have to. I mean, at least, I know people aren't going to love it, but Brandon Staley, at least give him an interview. I mean, it's not the type of defense that you want to run, but at least show that you're open to get somebody that's, not a dinosaur when it comes yeah. to the defensive coordinator position. I know That's I said, you know, I think people are scared of like young coaches because of Sean Desai and Brian Johnson, but I, I don't think those two not working out means suddenly you go for the old chiseled, you know, head coach, former head coach. I don't know. I, I liked the idea when we were talking about it of bringing in that veteran head coach, yeah. but I mean, it doesn't have to be somebody that's but that like, I'm not married to that idea. Like people I think are kind of scared a little bit of an Al Harris type or a Gerard Johnson, or like you said, a Jim Leonard just because of age. But I, you know, I, the Eagles have had good young coordinators have success in the past just because it didn't work in 2023. And I think, I mean, we're kind of getting on the older coordinators. I think it's just not going to the extremes of only limiting yourself to those type of guys that you are interviewing. And I think that's what we would be scared of. And same thing with the offensive side of the ball. Like, yeah, it's, it's nice that they're interviewing guys like Cliff Kingsbury and the Gerard Johnsons of the world, but you're going to want to see them talk to some of the guys around the NFL that have been around just to hear their thoughts on in the interview process of what they would do just to gather more information. That's one thing how he said today that was very smart is that Right now, they are just gathering information. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is right now. You have to f- you have to play the field as much as possible right now. They're dating. They're quite literally dating, and they have to find the person that is going to look the best, show up the best, they smell the best, got the best cologne on, they present the best plan, and they say, wow, this is the guy that we want to roll with. Regardless forward. of age, too, Gino. I think yeah. they should be willing to date all ages right now. Yes. So. Re- yeah, 100%. Open up that filter on that <laughs> The filter app. is all the way to <laughs> yeah. the right. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Want to let you know yet again that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you each and every day, 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to YouTube. Subscribe to the Locked On Sports Today podcast for the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Thanks so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for watching and listening, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.